Vagina abs to stick. That sounds so awful. Daddy, what's that? Cyborg, I want to no. point out that you can't say the word wolf. You said night wolf before, and it's pissed me off ever since. No beta code. I'm surprised. Not bowing down to the con. That's a paddling. <laughs> hey, Cyrax boy, guess what? Who the fuck doesn't like Yoshi? <laughs> I don't like Yoshi. <laughs> what the fuck? How do we feel about Shremer? Because I gotta say this. I want to see him come Yes, but it's because I'm actually peeing in a bucket at the bottom of my seat. So, mm. like, I'm like, Nitara's design... You know, you're saying Nitara again. Oh, shit, thanks. Just you. let's <laughs> go. <laughs> I'm on so many drugs at the moment. Great. Glad to hear it. Alright, well, <laughs> I'm done being serious. We can talk about the taste of cock again. That's what you guys want to... <laughs> Wait. What? This is my fucking ass hanging out. What, bitch? Are we even recording right now? We're not recording, of course not. Nobody's gonna listen to this. I hear from, like, the sound of, like, bolts being loaded into a chamber and, like, shots being fired. Is it like an air gun? I don't... I'm hearing, like, Russian roulette, like, right up next to the light? What's going on? Yep. Definitely taking shots with a rifle. Welcome back to the Nethercast, everyone. It is a very special episode today. It is our three-year anniversary. <laughs> oh gosh, it, you know it just feels like just yesterday. I tell you, I don't, I don't even know what to do with myself. I'm, uh, I'm afraid to say anything, quite honestly, with you. Um, yeah, I just, it's, it's been tremendous three years. I can't thank everyone enough. Um, I, I have at least three or four people to thank. Um, I'd like to start off by thanking the very gentleman that helped me out along this entire way, and that is my good friend Tyler. Um, he definitely helped me out here. Uh, Jesus, of course. Um, uh, let's see, who else really helped along this path of uh, to my success? Um, um, Smokeman. Smokeman definitely played a part there. Uh, and... Just gonna drink business your alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding, everyone. Uh, yeah. So, uh, right off the bat, of course, we have Razor, Temp, Shad, as always. And I am Black Cyborg. So, thank you all for tuning in. We are doing things a little bit differently this time. I want to mention this real quick before we get into things too much here. And that is the fact that we have a Discord channel now. So some people are actually listening to this live. Not for the first time. We have streamed before. But uh, this is going to be a little bit different in the sense that now people can listen in as we're recording. We won't be live. But they can listen live. And they can actually join the discussion. We're going to have segments for people to ask questions as well as segments for people to come on and actually talk. So we're going to try this out today, and if everything goes smoothly, we'll do it in the future. That's assuming anybody wants to talk. If nobody's uh, queued up to talk, that's perfectly fine, too. But, uh, hey, come check out the Discord. We have it posted on the Facebook. I will link it in this actual YouTube video, and it's up on Twitter as well. So you can find that link to our Discord in several places. We'd love to have you. We have plenty of discussion going on in the actual general chat, and we have, uh, like I said, we'll be doing our episodes on here going forward. So... You can join in at some point. So, anyways, thanks everyone for tuning in. How are you guys doing for episode 79, three-year anniversary? I'm doing good. I'm excited for this episode, actually. This is a topic I've wanted to do for some time, so I'm, I'm locked and loaded. I can't wait. What What's the I've, what's it going to be? What's the topic? Spoil the Best means. and worst of each Mortal Kombat game, from one through whenever we're done. But we'll probably get two-parters, so we'll see how that goes. Spoil those beans. Hmm. Because we just can't shut our fucking mouths. 
Yeah, that's us. <laughs> we have so much to say. Every, every time it's like, okay, we're going to record for about an hour. We're going to keep it nice and short three hours later. <laughs> we have a lot to say about the shit that we love, and we really love this franchise. It's You can tell by just how little we've been talking about Injustice over the past three or so months that we love we, we are here for the combat and nothing more, nothing less. I mean, I like the DC universe, but not when you cover it in armor. <laughs> I, I'll give my... my... Traditional, I still love Injustice 2, but I'm playing Marvel right now, so that's just where I'm standing at the moment. But, um... I'm uh, just finishing off Samus Returns, and I've invested heavily in Mario Odyssey, which is not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad. Not bad at all. Hmm. That's a paddling. I'm thinking it's, I think it's deserving those 97 Metacritic scores I'm seeing, but certainly it's fun. It needs Ouija. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They all need more Ouija. Everyone loves Yoshi, though, so that's we always need more Yoshi. Mm, I don't know. That, um, I don't you know, know where you getting that information. Yoshi's Yoshi's like Island census data. Yoshi's <laughs> Island Mario, like Mario World Two, was the first time I felt insulted by a video game, like personally. Hey, this is Super Mario World Two, the sequel to that game you liked, except it's a prequel to the game you liked, and the main character is Yoshi. And I hope you like crying babies. Also, fuck you. Yoshi That's... is the best and you know it. <laughs> Just say it. I like the game Yoshi's Island, but I have like a, a philosophical problem with it because it completely redcons Mario's origin story. <laughs> you know, just... Worth it. What, what needed <laughs> to be changed from... He's from the Mushroom Kingdom. His he origin... was delivered by a stork slash dinosaur. His origin story is absolute crap anyways. Let's be honest with ourselves here. Oh, fuck you. Hey, hey, do you know who you're talking to? You can't talk to me like that. I was six in the world in Mario Golf. You do not address me like that. Do you understand me? I got a chicken dinner the other night in PUBG on my first game. You know what? Just a little bit of respect is all I ask. All right, shoot him, Gavin. He <laughs> fell down a fucking storm drain from Brooklyn, and you can't tell me different. Six in the He's world, Mario the Golf. That makes me already a better judge of this, okay? <laughs> Scored four touchdowns in one game. All right. Not, it's not Al Bundy. This isn't a joke, all right? This is serious. <laughs> You're making a mockery of six in the world, okay? All right, you know what? Let's just move on. All right, we got games to get to. Stop congratulating ourselves. The egos on you guys, just ridiculous, okay? The egos. Lego, Lego my egos. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. You eat pieces of shit for breakfast? All right, now we're just quoting movies. We're not even talking anymore. This isn't even a discussion. Good movies. Good movies. This yeah. is not how we get a sponsorship deal with Ego. No, this is not. <laughs> this is not. I think uh, Stranger Things probably got that unlocked. But uh, all right, well, we'll move on to the games here. Um, so first off, though, I do want to open up the question. We do have one question for the show. I know it's kind of on short notice, but I did get a question for the show. We got it in our Discord channel here. Mr. C95 uh wants to know where do you guys see nrs in five years don't say doing your wife don't say doing your wife <laughs> so, that would be um, uh that would be very they're wrong headquartered of them. in florida right so underwater yeah they're they're in florida 
That makes zero yeah, sense. Yeah, they're totally in Florida. That's exactly where That's they are. That's not it at all. I'm pretty <laughs> okay. sure they're in Michigan. Okay, so what do we got? What, okay, Chicago, we'll, we'll go around Michigan. Well, what do you guys think they're going to be doing in five years? Serving me in the nether realm. Oh, it's really not that far off from doing your wife, honestly. I feel like those are categorically <laughs> No, I mean, provided all goes well for them, why wouldn't they still be doing what they're doing? I mean, they're under the they're under the warm, loving umbrella blanket arm hug of WB Enterprises, who will keep them nice and stocked with all that fresh money that companies need to grow and thrive upon. And, and uh, the current gen still has a little bit of life in it. I don't know. Exactly five years. I don't think we'll be staring on the barrel of another game, but I think we'll be about ready to see MK12 or whatever we call it debut on another generation of consoles. That's what I see. Uh, I don't think they're going anywhere. I think it'll be MK11 and then another Injustice game or maybe like a a mashup of them again, like a, a versus or whatever. I don't know. Maybe maybe we're looking at Fire and Ice or whatever at that point. Who knows? I'd like to believe that. I think they're going to stick to the schedule. We'll have another MK and then we'll have another Injustice. And then after there have been three Injustices, that might be where they start looking to change the schedule. Maybe a, a horror icon game by that point. Who knows? That's always been my money because it's just the, the talent's all in one spot now, or a lot of it is at least. The most expensive part of the talent is all in one spot right now. So I I don't see that changing. And um, yeah, I, I just, honestly like I don't know what I I don't really want to see anything from them in five years. I, I they'll be doing well. That's my short answer. But MK11, this is kind of like the last hurrah. They don't kind of sell me on this game. Like, I'm, I'm tired. MKX was exhausting. I still think that game works on a lot of levels, but if it's just the MKX show at this point, I, I don't want... I don't like their current style of games. Hopefully that changes. I don't think that anything to do with the question, but they'll be doing well. They're going to be doing very well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's jump into the topic of the day. We're going to go... So here's how this is going to work, as Temp was alluding to before. Um, we're going to go through all of the MK games. It's going to be a two-parter, maybe even three-parter, depending on how long this thing takes, but we're going to try to get through in this episode, we're going to get through MK1, 2, 3, Ultimate 3, Trilogy, MK4, and Deadly Alliance. So that might be a little bit more than we can get to this time. It really is just going to depend on how much we have to say. Um, but uh, yeah, we're we going should... to go through everything. Our, we're going to name one thing we like about the game and one thing we dislike about the game, each of us. So what were we saying, Chad? I think that we should at least try to get through up to MK4 and cover the quote classic period. Sure, sure. I think that would be if we at least get through MK4. That's that's a fair distance, yeah. Um, but all right, we'll we'll jump into this here. And uh, who wants to lead us off? Tempo is your idea. Why don't you give get us started here on MK1? You're all locked and loaded. I can tell. Sure. Yeah. Um, the cool thing about this whole game is we can pretty much say whatever we want. There's really nothing off the table. So if I'm going to talk about the best thing about MK1 for me, I am going to say Reptile. Uh, the, the, the hitting character is really a big innovation if you really sit down and think about it. And I think the idea of ha wanting something you can't have is a very old idea in fighting games. I think fighting games is better than anyone. And I, I just, I, Reptile is my favorite character for a long time. Yeah. And... It was a great setup because when they made him playable in part two, it was wait, a really wait, wait, wait. Big he's your deal. favorite character. 
He was, not anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> just, I, was, I was about to say, you're, you're just a liar, uh, no. first of all. <laughs> but he was for a while, and I've kind of had like a reptile renaissance where I've been using him a lot more lately, so I find myself missing him a lot more, but just, I mean, you could maybe generalize it as just the secrets of MK1 in general, but reptile is is something substantial, is the, kind of like the heart of that. And that, that was just the coolest thing back when I was a kid. Cooler than the fatalities, cooler than a lot of the characters even. I just, I really like that aspect of the game. And do we want a full circle before we before I go on to the worst? Or do you, all, all, you guys want to get your best out of the way? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I'll go Sorry. next because I thought of mine. So uh, my favorite part of MK1 is actually the select screen music. That is my favorite select screen music out of all of the Mortal Kombat games. I don't know why, it just sticks with me. It's got a lot of hype to it. It's got that oriental vibe to it. I just think it's exactly... I, w- I want it back. I don't know why they haven't done unlockables in the later games where you can unlock previous select screen musics, previous announcers, or anything like that. I, why don't they do that? That is, I feel like at least the select screen music, that's an easy thing to do. I could understand why they don't do announcers because then they have to do the voice recording for a whole nother set you know, I, I get that. But... Yeah, it's like, let's track down Steve Ritchie and get him to say Devora. Yeah, yeah. So I get, I get that. I, get I, that. I think the same he's time... now and can't do that, sadly. Oh, well, that sucks. But uh, Select Screen, that's my favorite part of MK1. It's just really, it sticks with me. Um, yeah. Go ahead, uh, Razor. Whoever wants to tackle it next, whatever. I'll go next, yeah. Uh, so my favorite thing about MK1 is sort of similar to yours. It's not just the music, though. It's the whole atmosphere, like that whole the stages and the music and the, the just the motif of making Enter the Dragon as a video game. And it's like that mix of Oriental and 70s, that sort of funk sound that can you dig it why am i here and not playing that on bass right now i fucking yeah that because that's that's what really when i think of what sets mk1 apart from the other games it's always that feel it's very much got that um an element that a lot of great trilogies have to it, and that the first act is like the alluring curtain. It's what brings you in, and it's not what's at face value what's important, like face value here being the tournament and the East Asian mysticism, well, Asian mysticism, because, you know, you peel back that layer and you find out about all the horrors of Outworld, which I'll get to do and whatnot, but it says something that they were able to build a world like that to set things on that enter the dragon stage and then just blow that away with what came afterwards and have the original still full of that much appeal and still feel like a necessary component to the franchise to this day. I would never want to leave the 70s martial arts kung fu flick aesthetic behind ever, which I feel we came too close to doing it a few times. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, we can uh, circle back around. Um, Shad, you want to go with your... Or snake back around or whatever. Shad, you want to yeah. do your uh, hated thing about or dislike well, or whatever? Well, I didn't. I didn't actually get to say like what my favorite thing about the game was. Oh, that wasn't your favorite thing. You no, were just agreeing no, with me. It wasn't. <laughs> okay. I, I, I was. I was just. <laughs> no, that's it. Like, right. I've actually given a lot of thought to this series over this past week. Where, like, back in my mind while I'm doing work and tasks and just really trying to come up with a lot of things to discuss rather than just snide remarks here and there, but. Yeah. Um, like, 
if I it's it's actually hardest for me to narrow MK1 down about what I like the most any of these games because it is responsible for so much and none the least of which is the cast of characters that I have fell in love with as a young kid and still do love to this day you know you think about that it's like yeah the seven main characters in Shang Tsung and Goro and fucking Reptile right and they are mainstays and they are some of the best characters in video gaming fucking period and you will not tell me otherwise and sure. for all that we like to complain that oh god we're sick of Kano or we're sick of Sonya and it's true that some of these stories don't really go anywhere, and we're tired of seeing Scorpion be who he is, but, I mean, I wouldn't want a game that, a series, to ever, like, the series to ever actually leave everyone from MK1 behind, because I love them all too much. I could, like, take or leave Katana, maybe even Melina, Baraka, Kung Lao here or there, but I really, I have a strong attachment to a lot of the characters from MK1, especially fucking, like, Cage and Kano, and else we tend to take from yeah. So you'd be all tired of Kano, but I liked him enough for yeah. enough for enough for him to be my Halloween costume. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, what's your uh, least favorite part about it? Oh my god, the, the controls are clunky. It is hard. <laughs> it is. I'm sorry. It is hard to play MK1 now. And like, it is. It have is. A You're lot not of wrong. Fun doing it. Like it's just. And I grew up on the SNES version. Yeah. So did like, I. And it was worse there. Playing in the arcade is still not great, but Jesus, man, holy Christ. Like, one of the many, many improvements that just sailed up and away as time went by was just how playable they made the game. Never quite hit the, hit the levels that Street Fighter did in the earliest days, but holy Jesus, it was a, it was a rough start. Anyone tells you that they played MK1 for the gameplay, the violence, or the fatalities, or the characters is lying. Yeah. Well, I hear you. I hear you. Razor? Uh, least favorite. Um, I'm going to say... For me, like I said, like I agreed with Shad, grew up on the SNES version, so it has to be the, uh, the nerfed fatalities. With the singular exception of, I think, the worst thing is actually the fact that Raiden's SNES fatality is lumped in with the others and doesn't get to be like something that comes back because that that fatality is way better than blowing up the head there was there was an incredible visual aesthetic appeal to seeing someone disintegrate from like the feet up and like have their skull plop down on top of that little pile you know if if, if you tell me if you tell me raid an mk1 fatality that's the one that comes into my mind yeah which is because of the seminal and if, if I look back, if I look back through the games over every fatality Raiden's ever had, that's still, I think, the best one. <laughs> the immortal said it best. He turns his foes into a pile of dust. <laughs> I now I'm kind of wanting to say the soundtrack by the Immortals was my favorite thing about MK1. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't hold that against you, but it's not strictly part of the. No, it's not part of the game, unfortunately. <laughs> we all know he's not afraid he cannot die ah I'm put some more time alright well I'll go next here my least favorite part of MK1 is um god damn it I forgot it you, 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 this is embarrassing what are, there's a lot to choose from I mean there's a lot of it's quite a palette what the, I mean <laughs> I had it, and now, uh... 
You've stolen it from me. Somebody. Sure. I mean, you're you're on the right track there with the controls. I mean, I can't really argue with that in terms of the clunkiness. It definitely, out of all the MK games, it's I feel like it's the least desirable to go back and play from a the fight like the fighting ones. It's definitely the one that I least get the desire to play. Um, at least of the 2D ones. I'm trying to think. I had something in mind though that I disliked. Temp, why don't you go and I'll I'll try and regain whatever the hell it was that I thought of. Yeah, I can do that. Um, mine is very similar to Shadowloo's. Uh, my least favorite thing about MK1, the worst thing about MK1 is the mobility. Um, MK1 has one of the weirdest neutral games I've ever seen. Like, I make fun of MKX for being very rock, scissors, paper. But in MK1, you don't really have a dash, and your jump-ins are very stiff and very easy to anti-air. So there's no real footsies, and the footsies are incredibly unsafe. So you have to use your special moves to get through the screen or to do any long-distance damage. But your special moves are unsafe. So it's like you have to either do unsafe shit so you don't get hit by the unsafe shit, or you will never be able to bridge the gap. And to me, at least in my experience, it's all about trying to get that first knockdown with either a slide or a torpedo or something. And it's just... It's so guess heavy and it doesn't feel good because the controls suck. Even in their arcade, the controls aren't much better. Uh, I have pretty much every version of MK1, or at least the main three, which is, you know, um, the Super Nintendo, the Sega Genesis, and uh, the arcade port. So, yeah, the mobility is really, really not good in that game. I, I feel like MK1 and 2 severely need a remastering. They, they need a fucking. I would love to see a competitive version with better mobility options, but I don't be honest with you. It's unplayable. What's up? I don't know if either of the two games could be competitive because combos don't exist. <laughs> you have to Both games are just how many more times can you high punch or sweep than the other guy? I kind of often I, I kind of like really wonder if the whole reason that NRS never got around to rebalancing the old games was because they don't feel it was worth the effort, or they don't feel it is worth the effort. I mean, I can understand them like leaving MK1 and Lurch, but I think there's a case to fix up MK2 and 3 if they were. Then again, that's probably a very, very difficult prospect. I feel like, I think all you really need is a dash, and just um, I wouldn't change the spirit of the game. You steer high, your, your normals are the same. If you match high punch, you're doing a high punch. If you match low punch, you're doing a mid. I wouldn't mess with any of that. I would even leave the special moves as unsafe but I would redesign the game so you have some other alternative than just doing something really stupid or unsafe in the neutral. Because there's not a lot. Walking forward, in my experience, does not pay in Mortal Kombat. It just doesn't. In Mortal Kombat 1, at least, it doesn't pay to just walk forward. Uh, that's the beauty of MK9. But yeah, those games are unplayable. MK1 and 2 are just unplayable, in my opinion. I would never revisit those games competitively, like, ever. So that's the worst about MK1 for me is the mobility of a shitty neutral game. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I couldn't really think of anything, um, so ultimately I'm going to agree on the controls aspect. Yeah, it, do, it just doesn't play that well these days, so I agree that out of, out of all the MKs, it struggles the most gameplay-wise in terms of just, it's just, yeah, it's got a lot of clunkiness to it. But all right, we'll move on to Mortal Kombat 2, since we touched upon MK1 there, and... Um, I can I can start MK2 here. So my favorite 
thing about MK2 has to be the atmosphere. Uh, Mortal Kombat 1, Razor mentioned the theme quite a bit. And uh, for me, I feel like MK2, it really... I just the theme of the game just feels very dark, very ominous, very mysterious. It's got a lot of that going on. You guys all right there? You were kind of sounding like Cyrax and Sector there for a little. Yeah, bit. I was actually doing a speed test to see if it was me or not. But you sound well, better you now. You probably sound fine on the recording because yeah. you're the one recording. Yeah, I mean, I sound fine on my own recording. So, all right, no we're good. Moving on. <laughs> but, uh, Move along. Uh, Move along. So. Yeah, anyways, just the mysterious, dark atmosphere. It's very ominous, very creepy. I just thought it it was very fitting of Mortal Kombat 2. Uh, I mean, of, of the franchise. It's what I think of when I think of the franchise. I don't think of cities and bridges and stuff like that. I think of, you know, the, the living forest and the portals and stuff like that and the combat temple and the tomb and all that stuff. I just, the, all of that is good stuff. So, yeah, that, that, that's my favorite part about Mortal Kombat 2. Okay, next up. <clears throat> Is that okay, me? I'll, I'll make, well, no, no set order, but <laughs> yeah. do it. You do. Oh, oh, well, okay. oh, um, uh, yes. My favorite thing about MK2 is the atmosphere. Oh, you son um, of a gun. <laughs> you know, oh, like, man. Um, the game is beautiful. Like, even today, like, even though the gameplay is fucking garbage, the visuals are amazing. Like, the game looks so good. Um, the color, it's just, it's use of color. The, the use of color is brilliant. Uh, there's still like we called it realism back then, but it's really its own thing now. It just it it really it's like you're looking to a portrait, and just the way like God, I love the classic. Speaking of portraits, uh, when you pick your character and your opponent selects your character, so it selects their character, and um, and the character portrait show up, it's like na na na. It's like fucking so tight. Like just oh, the sound plus the visuals. Something was just magical about MK2, and everyone, it's funny, because everyone says it's the best Mortal Kombat, even though, like Mortal Kombat 1, it is, I don't consider it a competitive game. It's got some... Yeah, it's it not really playable game. anymore, but it looks so fucking good. God, it looks amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and just, I mean, I can give so many examples. Uh, when you when you get to Kentaro, like, it, to me, people feel the opposite. I didn't really, I wasn't scared of Goro. When I got to Guitar, I'm like, oh shit, I want to get fucked up. Like, uh, was just, you, know, you what? don't know the exploits, he's hard. That's a hard boss to You beat. know what the worst fucking feeling in the world in MK2 was? It wasn't him bashing you across the goddamn arena, which he did frequently with great relish. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it, it wasn't him, like, instantly jumping over fireballs with a teleport stop in earlier versions on reaction, <laughs> like the computer's a prick. No. It was those odd occasions where you would jump kick and he'd block, and then he wouldn't do anything but growl. <laughs> because that was when you froze. <laughs> that was when you were about to be hurt. Do you remember him, do you remember him fucking doing that? I think they I added do, that in later yes. versions, but Christ. Like, <laughs> that was ahead of its time for that point in, in, in fighting games. I'm sorry. That was beautiful. The that was such was a great a very, touch. I want to say the taunt is credited to Mortal Kombat franchise we innovated the taunt i think um i don't think anyone did that before we did i would say actually we like i developed the game but i mean MK, the, <laughs> as a communal entity but i mean just the idea of fighting in an arena against an emperor like god it, it's so effective it's just so charged um so yeah that's all i gotta say about it. that's to me the best thing about mk2 i 100 percent agree with cyborg 
All right, whoever's next, jump on it. I think that's you, Razor. Okay. Um, best thing about MK2, I want to say the color palette too, like the graphics, because there is a reason that when we talk about Outworld, I always say that it's not Outworld to me unless the sky's orange or purple. Oh, man. Because... We are all making the same fucking points tonight. It's <laughs> we are, though. Well, it's just... MK2, like... A lot of people will talk about MK2 being the best because it had, like, the best fatalities. And that is a thing. But I don't know that those fatalities would be as effective if the game didn't look the way it did, where, like, the colors pop so strongly. Because, sure. you know, they bring those fatalities back in future games with better graphics, and they're not... some. There's something about them that's not as effective. And it's just, MK2 is so fucking pretty to look at because the colors are so strong and vibrant. And and it even, it even gets to the point where, like, for me, the tower stage was, like, this, this secret that I looked forward to fighting in because it was the only stage in the game where the sky is blue, and that made it special. So now when all of Outworld has a regular-ass Earth-like sky, I'm like, you're ruining it. You're just taking the mystique right out of it because you're... Not only is it not purple, but now you're also making the blue mundane. <laughs> yeah, that's tragic too. That's a bad step down. That, yeah. So yeah, that that's what does it for me. The just the strong, <laughs> vibrant colors. That's what gets me I'm... over the edge. <laughs> I'm gonna say, for me, it is the world design. Like you were talking about this in MK1. And uh, this is where I feel that MK kind of really became the MK that we love for better or worse. Like, MK1 was the start of it, and MK2 was, like I said, that point where we kind of peel back the curtain and see Outworld and all of its redolent And what we have here was something that was unique and incredible looking, and it was a pleasure to be in. It was scary, you know? I've said this before, but when I was a kid, those living trees nightmares. It was just Ed Boon's face, but they gave me nightmares. <laughs> and, like, just between that and, like, the bodies on pikes in the background and the, the color palette being a huge part of this and the utter variety and, the like, the, the sense of scale that they gave Outworld as being this gigantic place full of all these different areas. It felt like this whole living, breathing world, and it was a fucking series of fighting game stages. And it's either desolate in one place or full of people in the next, and... Man, you had this sense that it was like some. At the kid, I didn't know what the fuck Mordor was, but I mean, that's lo looking at it back, like that's the biggest comparison I can think of. Is like it's, it's it's, mid eastern Mordor, lack of a better term. It's it's just wastelands and horrible mutated trees and all that is awful and horrible and peeled back and. It's very much the 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 Frazetta heavy metal cover album painting. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And it's a fucking series of fighting games. Combine that with, like, the world building that we get in the text, and it's just, they made something so wonderful and so unique. And when you tell me, oh, the skies aren't really purple, oh, you're not really being faithful to the whole fucking spirit of the world that you've created. Fuck you, all right? The fucking closest that they've come in recent years to, like, capturing that was, was I think, uh, the crypt in MK9, some of those spiny, thorny places, and, like, the bloody pool areas of the wastelands, those felt like natural expansions on the horror that is Outworld. 
You cannot have more combat and have outrule and just make it mundane the way that they did in MK10, and that is MK10. Hmm. Interesting. So yeah, that's that's what I would. Here. That's what I would say. I, I had a very hard time choosing between that and the sheer amount of present in the game, but just if MK1 gave me the characters that I love, MK2 gave me the world, and still. All right. All right. Okay, so who wants to go first of dislikes? Cause I think we all went. Uh, I can do dislike first. Because, honestly, it's not that different from MK1. But for me, it's kind of the gameplay show the AI. Mortal Kombat 2... Oh, God. ...is unplayable <laughs> on one player for me, because... I hope you like jumping back. Every character in the game... Every, every opponent in the game, rather, has the ability to throw on command. To, <laughs> in the middle of whatever you're doing, they can just combo break you with a throw. And they can do it from further away than you can throw anybody. They like, don't have to be touching you. Yeah, they don't. They, they can be sweep distance away. Glunk. It's basically that's infinite. Makes, that's what makes Kintaro especially hard to fight, because he can throw you out of anything. Like, I'm doing Liu Kang's flying kick throw. <laughs> Out of the air. That's happened to me. I'm, I'm literally throwing myself <laughs> at that point. <laughs> yeah, Jim, at least that's cool, though. Like, Kintaro just... Like, it's I not cool actually... Melina throws you seven... Bro. <laughs> like, I could actually see an MK movie. Like, Liu Kang was going to bike kick and Kintaro just grabbed him out of the air. Fuck you. Down you go. It doesn't does really work for Kintaro, but it drives me fucking crazy when, like... I'm Johnny Cage, and I'm shadow-kicking a guy, and I'm getting thrown for it. Like, my foot should have hit you. What the... You can't just put your hands out and do that. <laughs> I wasn't even close enough. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll piggyback off of that. I. It's just got really... I mean, they there's a, pretty much all of the arcade games, and even some of the 3D games, they just suffer from that cheap AI, and you, you know it's there just to eat your quarters and stuff like that. But yeah, MK2, I was struggling to think of what, what do I dislike about this game, and that was the only thing I can think of that I can agree with, is it's just the AI can be absolutely brutal and unforgiving and just abusive to the point where, as you said, they're doing things that you're not even able to do. So yeah, that's that's not cool. But, I mean, it just goes to show how good the game is, because I, I was struggling to find something I disliked, and that was the only thing I came up with. So. It's true. The AI is probably the only real shit point about the game. But I can't even hate it all that much, because it's just funny to abuse it. As easy, as, as, as impossible as it is to, like, try to take it in a fair fight, you can just close your eyes and just jump backwards and land the occasional glitch death punch or just start a combo by jabbing them out of the air and then they're fucking done with it in like, in like three or four combos, depending who you've got. That's, again, that's if you're feeling lucky and like, and the AI is at the right distance to follow you in with another jump. Yeah, you, not, to exploit it like that, they have to be at a specific spot in relation to you, like it's, the footsie game is so precise. It's got, it's got to be pretty immaculately... You cut out there. Just said it's gonna be pretty immaculately timed. That's the only real tricky thing about it. Yeah. Once you actually got the timing down, it's dumb. It's really easy, and you can beat Shao Kahn with like just a series of successive blocked jump kicks, and he cannot retaliate. <laughs> it's either it's no, it's true. You can just 
do upward jump kicks up to his arms from the ground, and he cannot do a goddamn thing about it. He will die. That I goes, with, goes with any characters. That's why they gave him the knee in three. Probably. <laughs> yeah. All right. Worst things. Who's left? Uh, Temple. Uh, me. Go for it. All right. Uh, the worst thing about MK two. Son of a bitch, the AI. <laughs> I picked yeah. this two weeks ago too. There I are made... there are so many good things about MK two that if the I didn't if the AI wasn't so bad and I was completely strapped, I'd just be like, uh Baraka. <laughs> <laughs> if we've got to make a case for second shittiest thing that I nominate Reptile's playability, because fuck you. Was you can't make that shit literal work. bottom tier. <laughs> Behold my magic ball, my magic orb, which shall... Are you done? No, not yet. Almost out. Just be patient. It's coming. The bullet is enormous. There is no escaping. What if I jump over it? It takes a while. And so began the suffering. God, MK2 is so good. It's so good that they took out the only two characters I didn't it's like like Sonya. Oh well, look here. Um, so yeah, that's uh, God. MK2 is such a good game, but the AI is a big deal because like it kind of goes back to what I was saying about MK1. MK1's not playable in my opinion. It is literally an exhibition of just cool stuff from the 90s. It's all fatalities and endings. Uh, MK2 is no different. That game is not competitive, so you really need that single player experience to matter, and it doesn't. Um, it it's just it's so ridiculously unfun. Finding the exploits is not fun, and using the exploits... I know, Shadow, you said it can be kind of, sort of, uh, I guess, its own reward, trying to learn the exploits. I, I did the Shao Kahn jump kick, uh, Shao Kahn jump kick thing, um, and it felt good once, but then you don't have YouTube back there. It's like, shit, I gotta do this 11 more times. Yeah. So it's just, uh, God, it's just it, it, not it becomes a fun a game chore. to play. It becomes a chore. It becomes a time-consuming chore, too, because it, it's not foolproof. You can fuck that up if you're not careful. Very yeah. easily. Yeah, just. I think oh in my, my whole God. life, I've only ever actually beaten MK2 without continues maybe six or seven times. Yeah, well, I've never done it in arcade. I've only done it in the Super Nintendo version. It's the only time I've ever beaten that game. And yeah, me God. too. Uh, for me personally, like it has to be a one-player game because I mean, we we pick on Reptile for being a shit, but it really doesn't matter. The tier list for fucking Jax and unviable. That's the whole fucking tier list. Nope. So you nope. don't think so? It's, no, it's Melina Jax. Moderately viable. Fuck you, eight, fuck you, other five losers, and then reptile. See, I put Jax over Melina because of the jump kick throw. I think that is so powerful. Like he's... as a both defensive and offensive tool, that is so good. He's up there because he just has too much going on. But Melina is the only one that can actually keep him at bay because she's got air size. Yeah, so Melina's that, the counter pick to Jax, but Jax is the top tier otherwise. Interesting. Yeah, I, I guess I can agree with that, but. I don't want to play as either. I don't want to play as either of those characters. Yeah, no, no. Jax is going to be a lot of heroes slightly above Reptile. <laughs> so I, I'd love to see a remastering where there's just more options than neutral. You don't have to change the spirit of the game. I think the juggles are fine. I don't think you need to upgrade any of the combos in MK2. I think they're they're good as they stand. There just needs a better. There needs to be a better way to set up the combos, and there needs to be a better way to defend in that game. Um, so. Uh, the AI has to be good, and it was not. It was quarter-stealing. It, it was literally theft, in my opinion. I have a lot <laughs> of resentment. So, um, 
Yeah, that's the worst thing on MK2 to me. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's keep on rolling to MK3. Uh, favorite thing about MK3? Razor, why don't you kick us off this time? All right. Um, favorite thing about MK3? The, the um... <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> okay, I got one. Let me dig a little bit deeper. I've got to admit, we'll, I, I did... We'll uh... come back to this when we get to least favorite, but I actually do have one. So, people talk about being scared by Goro or Kentaro. To me, the only boss that really has a frightening atmosphere is Motaro, and that's why I'm so fucking salty that they won't bring him back. I miss him. There was there was something about walking into the arcade when MK3 was new, and you had no idea what was going to be at the end of the ladder, and you're like, eh, probably another forearm guy, and it's, holy shit, that's a horseman, and he is kicking my ass, and I can't do anything <laughs> about it. All my shit bounces off of him. <laughs> he shoots lasers out of his tail because why not and like so you fight you fight Goro in kind of a boring looking dungeon like I like Goro's lair but it's kind of a boring looking dungeon you fight Kentaro in this uh, open arena which is really cool and all but it's like it's kind of sunset it's not that scary <laughs> And also, you're not there's, alone either, which I think yeah. is a lot. There's something about Motaro's balcony that... No, it feels like you're being watched. Yeah, it's real, like, creepy with all the, like, the candles in the background. It's, like, kind of a horror movie setting. Yeah. Well, the unfortunate part is they showed the wrong... The camera's at the wrong side, so it doesn't look like a balcony at all to me. It looks like... Yeah, it's it's I see not what a, you mean it's, by that. It's completely indoors. <laughs> How is this the balcony? <laughs> they just need to move the tripod like just uh, I don't know, twenty feet and then rotate it one eighty. You're good. But I also know. like and then you zoom in a little bit and you have a dwarfin, whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. What the fuck is a dwarfin? <laughs> but speaking of the balcony, um another thing I really like about three is the So like MK1 had a lot of this, too, where you could tell that stages were connected to each other, but 3 was the first time that they actually were, and you could travel between them. And I love that the balcony is over top of the soul chamber, and there's that hole with the green glow you can see in the back. Yeah. Agreed. Because I love, I love anything that makes the stages a world, that makes them feel like they have a geography. Because it makes it more believable, like I could actually go there somehow. <laughs> but yeah, those that's my pick. All right, Shad. I've given this a bit of thought, and I'm going to go with unanimously the sound design. And it's not to say that I don't love MK1 or 2 soundtracks, because I really absolutely fucking do. But there is something that's, I think, out of every single MK game... MK3's soundtrack is the most revisitable. I can actually put this on while I'm doing stuff, and I can bob my head to it. And I think that this was the point where, like, I don't know, Dan here kind of managed to capture this really good urban, dancey, maybe kind of influenced by the Immortal soundtrack or whatever. Wasn't quite so Eastern in flavor, but still had the hints of it. It had a sense of bringing it on home. Like, more than anything in the game, I feel like, I don't know, the MK3 soundtrack gave me a lot of closure. And just from, like, the X-Files-esque sounds of the graveyard, and, like, 
the urban funk of that that if you had in like uh, the streets or the subway, it was there was a really really nice mixture and balance of sound going on. And I've also felt the game has never appreciated enough for it because it, I, yeah, that's it to me. The game's got a fucking spectacular soundtrack, and I love it. I'll once again piggyback because I was thinking the soundtrack myself. I love the stage music. I'm not a big fan of these character select screen in MK3, the select screen music, um, but I, I do really like just the, the stage music. The cathedral really stands out to me. I love that. I don't know, just really good. But yeah, my favorite thing about MK3 would be the stage music, so I'll just kind of throw that in there. Temp, you want to go? Yeah, sure. Um, this, this is probably the first time I'm really going to strongly disagree with the the round table. My favorite thing about MK3 is the roster. Uh, there's definitely this John Sorry. Carpenter. No, absolutely. Um, <laughs> please feel free. Um, there's it was a unrelated. I was, I'm just, it was unrelated. <laughs> Bad tuna. Um, yeah. I, don't, I just, I really, really like the John Carpenter elements there because they're turned up to 11 in this game. And um, we discussed uh, long before the show, do we separate UMK3 and MK3? And I think me and Razor were saying, of course, they're just atmospherically, they're different beasts atmospherically. They're, they're not even in the same ballgame, in my, in my opinion. So, fucking go Astros. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, the thing is, like, I just there's something about the world of MK3 that is my favorite. And there's something about how the characters from the, the more Eastern elemental kind of context just fit in beautifully. I love how Sub-Zero fits into this world. I love how the robots kind of emerge out of it. And I just, I love Luke Cage finding out a fucking post-apocalyptic bridge. It's fucking tight. And and that's that's not a substitute for Outworld by any means. They're different. Um, and I love UMK3 for very different reasons. But I just, I love looking at MK3 so much. The game is so beautiful to me. And I love being inside that world. I, 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 was, I remember back when I was a kid and MK3 wasn't out yet. And it said, oh, it's taking place back in Earth. And I'm thinking in my mind, well, that's fucking stupid. Outworld was awesome. Why are we leaving Outworld? Why don't we just do everything in Outworld? And then I saw they were doing the Escape from New York thing. And I'm like, oh, God. It's a supernatural escape from New York. I couldn't be more excited about this. So, that I, And I love the roster. I love Cabal's redemption story. I love Striker's fish out of water story. I love Sindel's sort of like, you know, victimhood story because I'm into all that tragic shit. Uh, Nightwolf is just badass because he has a PhD. I just fucking love MK3's roster so much. And God, I miss them. But anyway, that's my favorite thing about MK3. All right. We'll round it back with the least favorite part about MK3. Um, who wants to go first here? I'll take it. <clears throat> All right. there is an, there's an atmosphere of cartoonishness that pervades the I'm speaking mainly about the fatalities here. But I'm going to have to add in the notion of Cyrax and Sector and Cabal to a certain extent where that face fatality didn't help things. Like, I remember at the time, a lot of people in the arcades that I was talking to were going, why the fuck does MK3 look like clown shoes? What is going on with, like, what, what is going on with Kano pulling a whole skeleton out of a guy's mouth? And why does, like, everyone have, like, six rib cages and 12 skulls? And what the fuck is going on? Like, you know, no one gave a shit when there were fatalities and friendships in MK2 because the fatalities still looked visceral in the game like we covered looked good. 
But no, like MK3 a lot MK3 asked us to accept a lot of stuff at once. Because suddenly it was robots and straight up eye lasers. There, there, there was this huge influx of technology. We were in Earth, like we had lost that herb like that 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 mid-eastern horror feel from MK1 and 2. Now it was Earth. Now things felt a little bit more what? Grounded. Okay. <laughs> grounded. Simultaneously grounded and fucking jack-off cartoon with dumb fatalities at the same time. And it was a total... It was. A, like, the, the fatalities being cartoonish was a total cop-out movie. Like Jesus Jack's movie. growing, like, a million feet yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Shit like, it was For shit no like reason that. whatsoever. It was animalities, shit like fucking... Animalities. Yeah. You, and, like, you, you get the sense that it was both to, like, kind of appeal to that, like, Another one of those arcade rumors, and you know something, a chance to show that hey, we're also we can also be very silly when we want to be, and the game's reputation suffered for it. You know, a lot of people like didn't dig Cyrax or Sector, like people wanted fucking Scorpion back. People wanted the, the series to like be exotic and middle and and Asian tinged again and horror tinged again, and MK3 was kind of fucking wackadoo in a couple of different directions. I love it. Like, we love it now for what it is, but at the time, there was a backlash against the environment that it was trying to set, and that's something that MK4 tried to rectify with bringing the fatalities, a little, making them a little bit more visceral and nasty. So, yeah, that's that, that's MK3's biggest failing for me, man. They copped out, and they caved into censorship because of the heat was on, and it's a goddamn shame. Uh, I mean, for fuck's sake! When when you when you dice someone into three pieces, their arms should be falling down and not just being there in midair. Yeah. <sighs> no, your hands are attached to your hips. You didn't know that. Oh, get the <laughs> fuck out of here! <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that is, I'm gonna say, probably the biggest failing forth for MK Ultimate MK3 and MK Trilogy, apart from a couple of minor nitpicks, which I'll get to. All right. Uh, I, mine's a part of what you just said, actually, and it's animalities specifically, and not because I absolutely hate the idea. I mean, I, I, I don't particularly care for them. If we bring back from the old games, I thought babalities were done really well in MK9, and I've been very vocal about wanting friendships back, because I think there's a lot of creative things they can do with those. I hey, like the idea. Both. Yeah, I love the idea of bringing friendships back. I don't so much care for bringing animalities back. I don't see the point of them. I don't see how every character can turn into an animal, and it just seems silly to me. It seems pointless. They're no more vicious than fatalities are. Uh, you have brutalities, which have their own style. Animalities, to me, are the odd man out. They're the ones that just seem like they, uh, for lack of better terms, are jumping the shark. Pause for laughter. All right. Cyrax, if yes. you will. And, then that's, and that's my biggest uh. grievance on animalities is that the animalities didn't even make sense in a lot of cases. I mean, he's, he's not just a shark. He's a shark who can swim through the street. He's a street shark. <laughs> yeah, I, <guess. laughs> I mean, what, what did Scorp or what did reptile turn into the monkey, right? Reptile? Reptile yeah. was a monkey. Yeah. Okay, reptile, so was a, reptile was a monkey. Shiva was a scorpion. And then when scorpion came along, he, was, he had to be a fucking, what the hell was he? He was a penguin. It doesn't because, make any because sense. Because Shiva... And they were all glowing. 
Yeah, that didn't like, make well, any they, sense either. The ones in MK3 all glow. The ones in Ultimate and Trilogy look like regular-ass animals. <laughs> yeah, and that... none of this made any sense. The glowingness, the lack of, like, the obvious animals that they should be weren't even utilized in the cases of the ones that should be certain animals. It's like turning this... Nightwolf into, like, a giant ant or something. It doesn't make any fucking... sense. To this fucking day, like, I can deal with the fact that they won't go back and like touch up MK1 or MK2, but holy fuck, the amount of salvation that could be the the saving races that could be performed for MK3 with all this, with this graphical touch-ups alone drives me insane. Ugh. At a certain point, it's like just play Mugen though, because <laughs> I guess the project is basically trilogy, but they fixed all the shit. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I understand why Jax was alone. Sure, Sonya was an eagle because patriotism. Why yeah. the fuck is, is Sector a bat? Huh? What the fuck was Cabal? Ideas, man. Why would why would Sector have a Native American spirit animal? <laughs> <laughs> really, like, if animalities are gonna be a thing, you've got Nightwolf, Liu Kang, and that's it. Nobody else should be doing it. Exactly. What the fuck was Cabal? Why was it dead? Cabal, yeah, Cabal was, was a rhino skeleton, not even the whole rhino. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing just reeked of being drunk at a diner one night and just go, okay, so, okay, he's, he's got hook swords and he's dead. What's got hooks? Skeleton rhino. Rhino's got horns, that's close. He's not, he's not yeah, really well, dead, though. He's like a burn victim. It should be like a rhino <laughs> with scars. <laughs> you can't apply logic to any of this shit. I guess I guess Shang is a snake. It's sure, a rhino maybe. Well, no, Shang is a snake I'm okay with because then he does the fire snake in Deadly Alliance, and it's like he's wearing snakes on his clothes. Snakes became a whole motif for him. I'm okay with that. But... Yeah. What was it, it, yeah, it was just dumb. Striker was like, a T-Rex. <laughs> yeah, he's like the. Uh, let's move on. This, this is dumb. <laughs> it is dumb. What, 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 what do we got next? Uh, I haven't done worse All right, yet. Go for it. All right. Um. So for me, the worst thing about MK3 is sort of some stuff about the atmosphere that you guys have said before, but it's like for me. MK3 is saved by Ultimate because if you like, I like the post apocalyptic city and I love the cyber ninjas, but not if you abandon all of the fantasy for the urban stuff. It's, I think, yeah, I think this kind of ties into what I was talking about. Ultimate, I feel, I feel at least was partially a reaction to the initial backlash that MK3 received. Yeah, like if, if, if it was a mix of fantasy and the the urban that would be cool and that that's why it is cool in uh ultimate and like but mk3 by itself when that came out it was sort of like this doesn't look like mortal Kombat that much to me i'm i, I mean hey there's Liu kang and there's shao khan that's cool but <clears throat> excuse me but it's like it just it felt wrong it felt like somehow a betrayal <laughs> and it's like man put the purple skies and scorpion back man <laughs> yeah so yeah and like and like to this day of the um 
of the 2D era, Vanilla MK3 is my least favorite game because of that. It, like, the gameplay is great, but I don't care because I don't want... I need my fucking Scorpion and Sub-Zero. <laughs> well, you know, that's a shame of it. I feel like if Ultimate had not come out, like, people would be like, oh, MK3 was the one that brought the... Oh, MK3 was the one that brought the Cyber Ninjas in. But because of Ultimate MK3, everyone can default to that, and I feel like a lot of the better qualities of MK3 get overlooked, but I, I see what you're saying, and I'm, I'm about to back myself here in a minute, but... Yeah, I feel like if there was no Ultimate MK3, people would have been a lot more sympathetic. Maybe. Um, I think MK3 is always going to be seen as a fuck-up because of Ultimate MK3, so that, that kind of makes me sad. But but you're not... I don't even necessarily... Well, I partially disagree with you. I, I Atmospherically, I would not have changed MK3 as much as Ultimate, but a lot of the other stuff, like, I do agree with. All right. Whoever's next, I think it's just Temp. Is it me? Yeah. Uh, the, to me, the worst thing about MK3, kind of what um, pretty much everyone is kind of hinting at, uh, is absent friends. Uh, just uh, I don't, I, I didn't mind Scorpion being absent. Honestly, I like his story thread with Sub Zero, and I, I kind of felt that kind of felt done to me. To be honest with you, I feel like MK2 wrapped up Scorpion very well. Um, but um, I, I, Katana is one that's really a sore point for me. Like I really, really feel like Katana need to be. MK3. Just like I really, really feel like Smoke need to be an MK4. Um, yeah, so Katana not being remastered in that world, I think, was a giant missed opportunity. Uh, one reason why I don't kind of kind of glory over Ultimate MK3 is because they, they went back to a lot of the original sins of the, of the previous design, which is the palette swaps. Uh, really, the only palette swaps in MK3 were the, the cyborgs, and that made sense. Um, I really would have liked to have seen Reptile come back with his own design, uh, Katana come back, unmasked. For, now, she's not with Shao Kahn anymore. She doesn't need to dress like that anymore. Well, no, yes, she was. She defected in MK3, I think, in her ending. Yeah, and she was well, working for Shao Kahn initially, though. Now, three Ultimate starts with her running away from Shao Kahn, so okay, she really then, shouldn't yeah. have had the mask. Yeah, so that was really disappointing, and that, that's a big problem. I mean, it, this is not the worst thing about Ultimate, but that... I really did not like going back to that, and that basically amplified greatly with Trilogy. So um, the uniqueness of MK3, a lot of that was lost for me. And uh, I think not putting Katana, I don't. I think one or the other would have been fine. I don't need both Reptile. One of them would have been nice to remaster in that aesthetic without the the, the bane of the palette swaps. But I don't know. So that that was heartbreaking to me. I I do acknowledge that as a um, you don't need to bring them all back. I'm okay with absences. I, I just I would have I, I would have had at least one or two of them come back. So uh, I, I definitely feel the pain of that, and I definitely agree with the recycled assets. I hated that shit. But it's not in animalities. I don't, there's really no point talking about animalities because no one actually did them because of the mercy mechanic. So even though they suck, like I may have saw like two animalities in the arcade my entire run, my entire one year run of playing that game. So, um, yeah, if you didn't own an EGM magazine, you never saw it anyway, so, yeah. Um, I actually I actually saw animalities quite a few times. I think really? I think the people in my arcade liked showing off doing the Mercy. Oh, yeah, well, of course. Like, oh, yeah. that, I, 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 I got people left and right going, now I'm going to throw them bad or whatever. I'll have you. Okay, no, it was a shark because no, no one ever played Sector. It was just Cyrax. Well, it was just Cyrex because he was the closest you could get to Scorpion. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, that's also a lie. It was all this cabal. It was never. Any... 
fuck you if you think differently. Mm. Nightwolf had a pretty strong game in the first... Yeah, he did. He did, but... Like, after, like, month... It was nothing but call. People understood. (laughs) Yeah. There were a lot of strikers in my community, believe it or not. Early on, there were a ton of strikers. Huh. I actually saw Cybersmoke fairly often once he was unlocked at the arcades. People were like, I'm gonna play that guy. Oh, yeah. Cybersmoke, too. I saw a couple of really, really tactical Cyraxes. The odd Nightwolf. Sindel had some nice presence, but that was basically it. Alright, well, let's roll into Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. And favorite, favorite part of Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. Any takers? Uh, I'll go first. I mean, as as uh, as a reverse of what I said about three, the best thing about Ultimate Three is bringing back all the fantasy and the ninjas, yeah. and the uh, like. It's it's a small touch. There's only Hell, the Waterfront, Khan's Cave, and the Desert, but atmospherically that's enough like all i needed was a little bit more and the waterfront isn't even that's another city stage but the sky was purple <laughs> don't forget the, how you said it don't forget don't forget the Such uh, fondness the ski slack busores or lost or yeah there's that too ah yeah yeah that's a i love that stage. Yeah, i guess i guess that counts just a blue per- portal, <laughs> but what it is a portal space. Hey, I I long for the days when we were swimming in portals. We were allowed with portal stages. Yeah, we're lucky now to get portals them now. are just now portals are just like a special move people do. There's never a portal stage anymore. Or it there is shitty. Pisses me off. It does. All right. Like there is a portal rooftop stage in MK9, but it's awful. Go on, yeah. I was just gonna say, um, next uh, for me, I, my favorite thing about Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three is the roster. Mortal Kombat Three, I did not care for the roster, but Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three obviously changed that. It brought back a lot of the characters I really enjoyed, and I do like a lot of the characters that MK3 brought in. I, I do like um, Cabal and Cyrax and Sector and Robot Smoke and so on and so forth. I do like a lot of those characters that they introduced. Nightwolf, um, Nightwolf, Nightwolf. I heard Nightwolf. that was on purpose. Nightwolf. That was on purpose. No, but I, I do like those characters. But I enjoyed seeing a lot of the MK2 and MK1 characters coming back for Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. So I, I really enjoyed that quite a bit. So that's my favorite part about umk3 is the roster and i've gone back if i go back and play one of the old games it's ultimate mortal kombat 3 that's the one that i enjoy playing the most out of the old ones it's mine all right my case secret character payoff every day with umk3 was a money shot because i loved the notion that you could finally play as all these mistakes most of these mysterious characters in the back, you know, I'd spent so long, I'd spent so so long fighting Jade and Smoke and like, oh man, like wondering about Noob Cybot and like suddenly here, Ermac too, and you've got like two forms of Sub Zero now because one's dead, and like there was this aura of like mystery unraveling, and I'm sitting there going, "Fuck, it's a shame Smoke's a robot." Oh, what the fuck do you mean? I can play as a well, son of a bitch. 
I can play as Ermac. I can play as Jade. Jade, who they've now differentiated from Katana. Hey, Reptile doesn't suck anymore. He's viable. M UMK3 was like the secret character smorgasbord that just let me loose with everyone that I've always wanted to like unwrap like a fucking candy bar. It felt rewarding then, and it still has echoes of feeling rewarding now. It's just, it's just a lot of fun. And then, and you show me that fucking intro with like Rain sitting there and being beaten up by Shao Kahn and just falling over, and you teasing me with people. Oh, you clever man! Well, we had a little bit of technical difficulties there, uh, Shad. What were you saying? I was, uh, yes, gushing over the fact that UMK3 was kind of a giant payoff in terms of secret characters. You know, you had Smoke and basically everyone. Ermac, who'd been a rumor since MK1. Jade, now playing different from, from Katana, but with enough similarities to see that she looked like an evolution of the MK2 form. And it was so rewarding, you know, just so goddamn rewarding. It was wonderful. Yeah, that's that's a good point. It definitely had a lot of that going on for sure. It, was, it had the goodness. Feel like they don't have enough of that these days. Is well, we we know why. It's because it's you got to appeal to the tournament. You can't have too many unlockables and secrets like that. But otherwise, ah, it just becomes that a pain shit. in the ass to unlock That's it all right. the tournaments. But nothing, nothing gets people talking like secrets. Oh, but I want to play as them now. Oh, but I want you to die right now. Why don't I get what I want? Damn. Oh, let it, <laughs> let it simmer, man. Let it simmer. Let the hype build. Let the rumors fly. Just show us something interesting and let the hype take care of itself. That's what to happened fair, all the fucking time. We never said no secrets. We just said don't walk away from <laughs> the Bible characters. I like how you say we. <laughs> I am the fighting game community. <laughs> well, here's, here's the thing we about it. Champ, you ruined SF5. SF5 is your fault. We have been this for a long fault. time now. You do speak for the fighting game community, as we just learned. So it is all your of them, fault. Not just well, you. here's the thing, though. Fighting games don't need arcade modes. <laughs> now hold on, he's not responsible for combo. Yeah, we all things. love arcade modes in the FGC. No one was against that. Nobody. What do you mean by you people? <laughs> <laughs> I wish Akuma had a big stupid lion head. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want Sagat back. <laughs> Wait, who the fighting community said they don't want Sagat back? I'll kill him. <laughs> is this don't all Canadians have maple leaves in their foreheads? This is I like Street Fighter Five. Com Fangs cool. Community, community, <laughs> communityist, community. Com no, hold on, hold on. The sins of Capcom are not the sins of Netherrealm. Let's be clear. And the problem with secrets is in the age of the internet, you can't keep them secret anymore. We will know who those characters are before the game launches. If you're clever enough, I think you can do it. You gotta patch them I, in. Like, you just... Just, like, don't use their names as fucking file names for shit, man. Don't show their names on life bars. Just throw a fucking dragon dude or some thong and a mask and a wish and a prayer. <laughs> Just throw a design in and see what people say. Like, who the fuck is this? What is this? What's going on? Can I play as this? Is this a joke? Is this an NPC? What's going on? Let the hype take care of itself. I believe that this is still a thing that's possible. For and the like, in, 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 the age of, in the age of ongoing game updates, there's no reason why they can't do this. For, for the record, I'm with you, but... I'm only okay with a male ninja in a thong 
if there's also a female ninja in a thong. <laughs> well, That's equality, sir. <laughs> I will take whatever comes down the pike. Melina needs to take the That's pants back said. off, then yeah, everything yeah. will be right. <laughs> All right, <Awesome>. anyways. <laughs> so we'll move on. What's What we got next? Like, you wouldn't play Flesh Pits, Tremor. <laughs> 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 Who's next up? What are we talking about? <laughs> I've lost track. Right. I think it so... might be me, but I'm not sure. I mean, Blaze and Dramen just wear their underwear. It's fine. Sure. <laughs> I mean, meat is literally flesh pits meat, so yeah. Yeah, right. That is, that is flesh pits guy. Stupid sexy oni. What do you got? What do you got? Who's next? Okay, uh, I guess it's me, right? Or it's... did you well, did you do favorite thing about Ultimate, or are we on the worst now? No, I, didn't I haven't done my favorite yet. Yeah, that's thin it to you. Okay. Okay. Uh, my favorite thing about Ultimate, believe it or not, is. Reptile. Um, oh god, my god, just, we got a repeat here. Oh fuck! He yeah. was let him let the man have it, man. Reptile was viable in this game. He was strong. He was very strong. He was very fun too. But like when you're that young, like I knew there was a possibility you can come back in the next game. But next games don't just happen when you're that little. Like I think I think I was like I want to say eight or nine years old when Ultimate came out. So God, when Reptile didn't show up in MK3, I was super bummed about that. And when they announced Ultimate MK3, like, there wasn't a lot of promotional material. Like, there were articles about it, but they, don't, they didn't really show anything other than a concept art of Scorpion and uh, Katana. That's oh, all yeah. I saw before the game came out. So I, have, I still have that EGM magazine. That's still oh, fantastic. Oh, man. I remember, I wish they showed I remember there, was a, there was a little booklet one of the EGMs came with that was just UMK3 stuff. <laughs> I remember, like, taking a trip to Ottawa with, with, with my dad and, like, have that EGM mag with me. And like staring at and like staring at the drawing of Katana with like her laced corset, and going, yes. <laughs> I didn't know what was making me say that in that Shang Tsung voice, but yes. And then turning the page and seeing Scorpion in his mask and going, yeah. And turning back, yes. My this was a lot. It was a very long two hours, and I must have read the same six paragraphs eighty times. But it was all I could think of that entire weekend in, in, in Ottawa. All I could think of. It was like crazy. The evil was... insect and family guy. Good. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I didn't see anything before that, you know, was released in arcades. And then I just had to go to the arcade one day and see the machine. And, like, it was – I've only told the story, like, a hundred times on the podcast. But it was surreal just walking up to an arcade cabinet one day and seeing – that it was Ultimate MK3. And then I walked up, I tried to look at the screens, there's so many people around the cabinet, and there was Reptile with like a fucking design unique mask on those players' select screen. I couldn't even, I couldn't fucking believe it. Then someone picked him and he looked so good in game. I just, it was, it was unreal. It was dreamlike how crazy it was. So yeah, and that that is my favorite experience with Ultimate MK3. There's a lot of great things I can say about that game. Um, but uh, we'll, why I don't play that game very often kind of ties into the worst aspect of it. So we'll get to that eventually. And just a heads up, I am probably going to leave in like 10 minutes. So yeah. we're probably going to stop at Ultimate Tril or Trilogy. We'll probably have to wrap up. Oh, damn. I didn't know it was that soon. All right. Well, let's Jeez, keep on yeah. rolling. Let's keep rolling. Who's got... All we right. got, we, got un we got unlikes, right? Yeah. Dislikes. I'll go first. Go for it. All right. Uh, Jade's AI. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> And they yep. always put her as like the second person on the tower. 
I would I would rather deal with everyone in MK2 than deal with UMK3 Jade even for a moment. They had to tone the bitch down in Trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a shame because it was nice that Jade was finally a real character with her own moves, but then it's like... Uh... She had to go! You don't slap a man with an 84% damage run-through projectile combo! Oh god, it was so painful. It was so bad. I would see her on the slut screen and I'd be like, Oh no. Oh no. No. Well, those quarters were wasted. I guess I'll see you some other time. <laughs> I would pick I would pick the novice difficulty of the tower just to get it over with quicker because I was afraid of Jade. Bitch. <laughs> I was so happy to be playing her. I was so happy she had all of her own moves and she was original, and they took what made her fun to fight in MK2 and they ported that over. And and they gave her like little boomerang razors and not fans. But she was the worst. The literal worst. But she's still not what I hate most about MK3. You MK3. What is it then? You give me these new stages, right? You give me these nice versions of hell. You give me the waterfront. You give me uh, the blue portal. And you, and you give me this nice desert. And you got you know, Cyrax a little diddling back there. Not a and you put me... Yeah, put yeah, 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 put these stages in some sort of fucking horrible glitch loop when I'm going through arcade and I can't see anything else because they'll just fucking recycle. It drives me insane. Oh my god, like you have no like those are my memories of Ultimate MK3. That's the biggest problem I have with the game. It's the new stages and it's nothing else because of some fucking glitch that won't let the stages cycle properly. Drives me insane. All the good work from MK3 that went to the stage and background design and just fucking wasted. Drives me insane. Tim? Uh, my least favorite thing about Ultimate MK3 is the top tier. Like, honestly, it would be one of the best fighting games ever made if you just adjusted Kung Lao and Cabal. Cabal was already nerfed, by the way, and he's still way too fucking good. Uh, oh yeah, they tried, they tried, and he was still Cabal. Cabal has an infinite. Like you have a fucking infinite in that game. I, I know at least. I don't think they fixed it with MK3. I'm pretty sure he still has a UMK3 infinite. So it just, it, it's not like MK1 and 2. There's a great engine there, and it's very functional. But there are glitches within the high tier that just make it not worth your time and. It's really unfortunate considering how good the game is. Again, I want a remastering. It's so horrible that you can only play the game on a casual level because any tournament is going to bring out the broken aspects of the game. So, yeah, that's that's the worst part. Yeah. Uh, I'm in agreement with the AI, and I'll just leave it at that. I'm not going to be able to say any more than you haven't said. It was just a pain in the ass. So, All right, well... Uh... Is that everyone on Ultimate MK3 Dislike? Yep. All right. Well, then we can take it to... to Because obviously we don't have the time to go into Trilogy. So we'll stop the actual going through the games right now. We got through four, so we can make this about like a three-parter. Nothing wrong with that. Um, and for now, rounding out the show here... We do have another question, so I want to hit this again at the end since we got a question during the show. Snake Eyes actually asked, um, loot boxes are going to get worse before they get better. 
as is the case with everything in the game industry. You guys think WB will shove cosmetic pieces, not even full outfits, into combat crates, and how egregious, that's what I said, will it be? Egrugly moogly. All right. So uh, loot boxes is something I've been personally very aggravated by. I've praised and condemned Overwatch for the very same things. I praise them because all of their DLC is free. All of the characters are free. All of the maps are free. They're doing it right. However, they have loot crates or loot boxes or whatever. And, and that's how get... they make their money since all the rest stuff is free. Yes, and that's cool. I'm I'm all about them still making their money and give us the things that really matter free. That is why I don't like hate them for it. However, it gets disgusting when they put out the the themed events, so like Halloween or Christmas, and you only have a certain amount of time to get outfits through those crates. You cannot purchase said outfits with your coins that you've earned. You have to get them through the crates. So, unless you have like a crap ton of coins i think they might be like three thousand when they first come out so anyways you have to get them through the crates and you do not have enough time to get all the things you want so then they basically entice you to spend money and this is the part about loot crates i do not like is you have to spend money at a chance of getting what you want friday the 13th the game has done it right not only do they give you the characters and jasons and maps for free the only things that they're charging you for as DLC are things like outfits. I'm perfectly fine with making outfits something you have to buy. That's cool. But they do not nickel and dime you for them. They do not just break your bank for a chance to get it's what not, you want. It's, it's not random either. Like, no. you buy and then you get what you, you wanted to buy. You know what you're getting. Exactly. <laughs> you're paying $2 for 10 outfits. All 10 that they're selling, you're getting for $2. And even if it wasn't... Like, say it was a worse price, like 10 bucks for 10 or 15 bucks for 10 outfits or whatever. At least you'd know what you're getting when you spend your money. It's a gamble. Buying loot crates is a complete gamble at what you're getting. It's like going to a restaurant and saying, hmm, I'd really like the steak. Here's 30 bucks or here's 20 bucks. And then they bring you a hamburger and say, sorry, <laughs> yeah, we're unlucky. The random meal that you paid for was not what you wanted. That's bullshit. I hope you like, I hope you like calamari, but I'm allergic. Do you have 30 bucks? Yeah, and, and the thing with loot crates is oftentimes they give you things you've already gotten. We've already seen this with Injustice is you're just regetting the same stuff. And yeah, you can sell them back for a portion of the price. You can sell them back to it, get some coins back from it and buy more crates or whatever. But the exchange rate in itself, like selling them back, you usually get like a fraction of it. So it's usually not even that worth selling the stuff. And it's just more time-consuming. Like, Injustice is a comp complete time sink with their system and a mess trying to organize it all. With Overwatch, it's a complete gamble whether <clears throat> you're going to even get what you want. You could spend 10 bucks yeah. and get maybe one outfit that you want, and that's not even a good thing. Uh, Rocket League is another bad example of this where they... they I, I paid 10 bucks. I, I never pay for crates like that. I never paid for a single Overwatch one. I didn't pay for any Injustice ones or Halo ones. I never paid money towards any of that stuff because if you can earn it in the game, hell, I'll just grind it out and get it. But with Rocket League, you had to pay to get stuff from a crate. There was no other way to get it. So I threw $10 down. I'm like, hell, I put over 100 hours in this game. It's worth, and I only spent like 20 on it to begin with. So I'm like, I'll throw another 10 on there. I've gotten more than my money's worth from it. I can throw another 10 on here. And I didn't even get anything that i wanted i there was like it's just a random chance wheel that you get what you want 
and it tells you here's the items that are in this crate here's your possibilities and it's like out of 10 i and i got five keys with my 10 bucks or whatever it was and didn't even get a single damn thing i wanted out of any of those and it's like i just threw money away for just random shit that's just a completely horrible system and i i had I am so happy that some people are some places are thinking about making these gambling like rate, rating it M for mature or whatever or AO because it has gambling in it. That's a horrible uh, thing to instill in kids gambling addictions and all that. Uh, so yeah, I it's, I it's fucking sketch, and I think it, and there are already regulations in China and Japan about this shit that make it abundantly clear what you're spending money on and what your chances are. It is regulated like you wouldn't fucking believe in Japan specifically. There was a court case about this shit. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Temp, you want some thoughts thrown in here before you got to go? Uh, well, I would just say, I mean, clearly they're bad. Clearly what Injustice did with their cosmetics, although not the worst in the industry, was still bad. And I still, I hope, I don't know anyone who actually paid money for, uh, for Mother Boxes. I don't know a person who actually used some of their hard-earned cash to actually buy mother boxes. I haven't seen it online. I haven't seen it in real life. So hopefully the message is clear. We do not want to buy random, you know, randomized items. Um, will they do it? It just depends if it paid off. If enough, you know, kids use their mother's credit card to buy random mother boxes. Gross. Um, then, yeah, exactly. It, it, then, then yes, we're going to see it, and there's no stopping it, unfortunately. That's, but... that's what pisses me off, though, in Injustices. It's one thing to offer loot boxes but if you're going to offer loot boxes you better be putting out dlc for free the characters yeah. should have been free in injustice if you're gonna you can't if you're doing both then that to me is absolutely disgusting if you're doing paid dlc characters and you're doing loot box systems to me you're 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 doing both and that gets scummy to me at least give us the dlc for free like halo did like overwatch did and then if people want to pay for cosmetics that's on them that i'm okay with it's disgusting but that i'm at least okay with what i'm not okay with is and rocket league did the same thing they put out a lot of the maps for free and stuff but yeah i just can't stand just the ch you're 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 paying for a chance at something and you're paying a lot of money this is not throwing down like a quarter for a chance it's not a slot machine you are paying like a dollar per try or five dollars per five tries or whatever the hell they're selling it for you're paying a lot of money per attempt to get what you want it's not like we're talking a quarter here i mean the alternative is i mean look at capcom there what was like the marvel versus capcom infinite the it's like 30 bucks for <laughs> 16 costumes like that's insane you're paying half the game for um it's more costumes than that but they're only only 16 have been developed at this time the other ones are paid in the future okay but nonetheless that means if you buy the dlc pack and you buy the costume pack you bought the game twice. It's still fucked up. I still don't condone it. Yeah, it's um, I just it's outrageous. I can't believe companies are still getting away with this kind of crap. Well, hopefully they won't. Hopefully no one bought the. Hopefully no one paid real money for the mother boxes. So far, I do not know of a of an instance where people have done it yet. And we always complain about how shitty a lot of the gear looked. Thank God it looked shitty because if the if the fucking loot system was successful, it would have wrecked MK11. So I um there you go. I'm not. I don't think it's going to be a huge thing. I think it's going to largely depend on how much they were able to sell through Injustice Two. If what Temp's saying is true and it didn't seem to do all that well, then maybe they will thankfully abandon this. But we live in the area of games as a service. Games as a service. A lot of more companies are going this route. It's basically what Street Fighter is becoming. 
And I would not be surprised if rather than going down a venue of loot crates, they started seeing full costumes as being exclusive for season pass purchasers or people with a combat account or whatever the shit. Yeah. So, I mean, they're going to get you. I've, I've, I've long since stopped hoping for an era where they'd be like not trying to get every last bit of our money. This is just the way gaming is now. I mean, for what it's it's worth, I think that they try to make things as fair as they possibly can, but they wanted to experiment with this whole loot thing for at least one game. And we see how that's worked out. So maybe maybe next time things will be a little more fine-tuned. The nice thing about the loot thing in Injustice 2 is that it's tied to the gear thing, and they have decided that creating gear was way too much work, apparently. So we probably won't see like, individual costume pieces in Eleven. But, like, if you if they just put whole costumes in loot crates, look, I'm a sucker. I will okay. pay money. <laughs> You're the <laughs> reason. You're the reason. Don't reason. listen to this man, NRS. Don't listen to this man. You're the, it's you people like I'm, you. I am not condoning my own behavior. Don't, don't do what I do. Damn. But if I can pay money to get a thing... I will do it, but the important thing to me is that it's an honest trade, that I get what I'm paying for. The problem with a, with the gear system is that there's randomness, and you can buy something you already have accidentally. Yeah. And it's just not... Like, just, just show me a picture of an item, and I will give you money to have that item. <laughs> I don't Assuming want any mystery. I don't want any fucking mystery. <laughs> just let me buy what I want. Yeah. <laughs> is anyone else? Let me buy is, what I want. Is anyone nice. else hearing Nirvana? Rape me. All right. Well, we'll move on. Yeah. Obviously, loot boxes can get nasty. Hopefully, that's the end of it in the Nether Realm world. And if they do it again, they hopefully they do it better and less just cheesy and just spammed with a bunch of crap. But we'll move on. We got a question from Smokeman here. It's not very. Well, serious. before we do that, I'm gonna probably yeah, jump go off and now. Jump. But no, happy anniversary. Yeah. Good shit. Thank you so much for listening, guys. You all take care. Yeah, adios, Tim. We'll see you Mwah. later. Uh, Smokeman says, night. how do you think they make those darn fatalities uh, with a lot of uh, thoughts and, and eating their vitamins? Um, I, they, you know, they show us all these 3D models and tests that they do. And um, I'm, I'm sure what it actually really amounts to is the fact that they just watch a lot of snuff videos and all of those puppies have to go somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that if you I'm sure that if you picked, if you checked out the demographics of puppy stores and mills around the Chicago area, you would find a lot of correlation between pet stores that didn't so much have many puppies in because they're being taken away by NRS to their grist mill to be mutilated and torn apart in a variety of interesting ways. All of this, by the way, is just food for the development staff. Nothing is wasted. Everything is shredded, minced, blown up, and everything makes a nice casserole afterwards. It sounds delicious, all right? It just sounds damn delicious, and now I'm hungry. We gotta end the show because I'm getting real hungry. Uh, (laughs) Right before we end the show, though, we got a few more minutes here. did anybody want to come on for the episode? We Just for a couple minutes, if you have something to say, just go ahead and post in the message to come on. It's its own text channel there. Uh, make sure you use the 
emoji for the eggplant so we know you really want to come on if you throw the eggplant <laughs> emoji into the message to come on text channel we'll bring you on for a couple minutes here just to discuss whatever you want and then we'll cycle you out for the next person if there's multiple if not we're going to go ahead and end the show so i'll give that about a minute to pan itself out uh we got mr c he wants to come on i don't even know Hello. if we've had him on before uh, i see the eggplant emoji so we'll bring him on so give me one second i'm, I'm always cycle you in so uh, I'm, be prepared. I'm, I'm never I'm never certain if like the people whose names I'm seeing here are people that I've met before. It's Chris. I believe that's Chris Sayago on the Facebook, but I'm not entirely ah. sure. We'll find out in a second. I'm going to bring him on. So I hope you're ready. Okay. And okay. All right. You should be able to talk. If you're, if you're not muted, if you're not muted, are you there? Chris? He might be set. He might have to set a push to talk like I did the one time. Shouldn't have to. I, I got the roles all figured out. He should be good. Yo. Hey, Yo. what's up? Yeah, we can hear you. What's know, going man. on, man? Guys, I'm, I'm going to work. You're going to work? Yeah, tomorrow. That's no good. Me too. At least it's Friday, though. Yeah. I got to be in bed in half an hour. That shit sucks. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're old. <laughs> uh, so what, what do you do for work? Can you can you share that? Uh, I work in a factory you work so, in a like, factory what kind of factory it's a uh, clothes for uh for, for athletic Cl athletic clothes all right all right so what's your favorite part about your job getting 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 paid i think i think you're breaking up a little bit there same it's probably the same problems that we had earlier that's okay <clears throat> getting paid that's i'm pretty sure everybody's favorite part of their job well what did you want to talk about with us anything uh, who would you? There was one music. There was one musician you'd love to score him. What? If there was, I think he was asking is if there was one musician we'd love to support MK or collaborate with the development staff with, or I don't know, supply a theme song like, or like yeah, like supply a theme song or, or or make themes or what specifically? Okay, like, uh, like, like make make um that that would help out you know put put music in the game basically put music in the game and help okay. out, like the venue sure um i'm gonna go uh geez this is you got me on the spot here you got me on the spot um i don't know razor shed you guys are bigger music people what do, what do you got um i don't really have like a like a mainstream musician who i'd like to see because it's hard to imagine an MK game where the tracks have lyrics, but as far lyrics, as like yeah. just like hold a on, musician, hold on. Hold on. What, were what were you saying? He's, he's not talking about lyrics. Well, I'm just saying like because because if you say Metallica and then it's just it make instrumental, that's not you're kind of wasting Metallica. So I'm I'm gonna pick a guy who does uh, music in games industry already, and that's Mick Gordon. Mick Gordon. I dig that. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little bit left field here, real quick. Actually, um, it's probably my favorite composer. He's done a lot of good stuff in movies, and that's Hans Zimmer. I don't know what the hell he could come up with, uh, but I'd like to see it. I kind of hate Hans Zimmer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's been in so many. He's made the yeah, but nothing so he good. makes is memorable. Like he doesn't Whoa, do. Oh, all right, all right. He, yeah, okay. <laughs> Shad, what like, do you got? Like, if you'd said Danny Elfman or John Williams, I'd be right there with you. Danny Elfman's good, too. Um, a Danny Elfman MK soundtrack can be fucking weird, but I'd like to hear it. 
But uh, no, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna give the uh, typical uh, goth guy answer, and I'm gonna say Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, aka Nine Inch Nails, because they've like Trent specifically has come a really really long way from like over his career. He's done like this. He's, he started with like you know 80s synth pop and he moved into like kind of redefining like 80s what, synth. What, what like 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 the world like sees as industrial and industrial rock and he's just ever so gradually moved into all these film scores which you know i wouldn't sit there and like listen to those religiously the way i do in albums but you listen to stuff like the gone girl soundtrack or the vietnam war oh, soundtrack gone girl he's, got, he's he, he, he's got like him and atticus ross have an ear fix and the ability to and the, and the ability to build up something truly horrifying in the background or something like groovy as needs to be made groovy. Like I, I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that they could actually tap into anything that an MK soundtrack needed. And I would love to fucking hear it. If you want to hear some shit to put you on edge, turn the lights off and listen to the gone girl soundtrack and go right to, and go right to uh, consummation. Fuck you! You're not sleeping. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that actually, anyway, that is a really great pick, and it actually made me think of someone who I could see, like. Actually, it made me think of two who I would love to see work in an MK game. One of them's John Carpenter. Yeah, I thought of that too. Yeah, nice. yeah. Nice. And the other that. is if they remade MK3 specifically, Daft Punk. <laughs> Daft Punk. Yeah, that's an because I love huh. the Tron Legacy soundtrack. I could see that. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, man. And uh, we'd love to have you on again. Like I said, we'll be doing this every week. So anybody that wants to come on and ask a question, discuss a topic with us, uh, just tune on. We'll, we'll try and uh, do this at the end of each episode or whenever we make time for it. So going was there forward, uh, was there anything else you wanted to ask? I feel like we were talking, but then like you, you, you cut out for a second. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say I loved. Sorry, you loved? <laughs> We've all loved before. I love K3. K3 something. <laughs> we got K3. Mm. Katy Perry? I like Katy Perry, sure. Can you guys probably hear me? Uh, it's it's, uh, it's, it's like it's like it's, you're having the same problem that we were having. Essentially. It's technical difficulties. We'll work it out uh, like, for next episode. I'll I'll put a tutorial just to show people where to go with Discord. If you're not familiar with it, you just gotta. Sometimes it filters out more of your voice than you want, so it's just a little slider bar. But uh, just for the sake of timeliness, we're going to end the episode now. But yes, yeah, thank you like, for what coming we're hearing, on. And, what we're uh, hearing is like two words, then like nothing, yeah. then two words, then so, nothing. It's, it's, it's not your how about, how about you scream what you're saying? Really I yell it in there. the MK3 track. You love the MK3 soundtrack. There you go. That was I think that was uh, yep. my... Uh, one my, of my man. favorite things, yeah, I love the. Yeah, MK3 I, soundtrack I, I complain well. about the the atmosphere and everything. That was one of my worst of things. The soundtrack is not part of that. I love the music in MK3. All right, Amstrad. well, thanks for coming on, Chris or Mr. C. Uh, like I said, we'll be doing this again. So I'm gonna go ahead and uh, we're gonna end this episode and we're gonna go ahead and uh, bring it back here. So thanks everyone for tuning in. We're gonna go ahead and end it here. Episode 79. It's our three-year anniversary. Thank you guys so much for your support. Love you guys. We couldn't do it without you. Thank you for tuning in each and every week um, or every time we're recording, whatever. And like I said, we'll be doing this more often. So if you're into you know, participating more with the show, be it asking questions throughout the show or coming on and chatting with us, we'll definitely do this more often. So I'll give everybody a bigger heads up. Like I said, this is going to be happening going forward. 
So if this is something you're interested in, now you'll be prepared for the next time. Um, this is more of a kind of, I was trying to throw it together at last minute just because I, I thought it'd be cool to do this. So hopefully we'll get more community on the Discord. Once again, I'll put that link up in the description on YouTube as well as I've got it on our Facebook and our Twitter if you want to go there. Um, hopefully we build up a pretty fun community on here because I think it gives us some good options here. So thanks, thank you guys very much for tuning in. Uh, for Temp, he went to go see Thor. That's why he had to jump out real quick at the end here. He actually had tickets to go see Thor. I'm going to go see Thor on Sunday. Um, I'm everyone, it tomorrow. There you go. Thor it up. Thor it, Thor it all weekend. Anyways, take care, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Have a good night, one, folks. Have a good one, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I just dropped yeah, the ball on yeah. that. That's okay. Hope everyone yeah, had cool, a but... good Halloween and uh, stay away from... I watch out for those pistols that have been found in Twinkies. Um, also <laughs> the Hellboy injustice two was, uh, I think we're all in agreement was just kind of meh, but all right, you guys take care. See you later. Yep. Happy Thursday. day. <laughs>